We started two weeks ago, and then we had the second pass at it last week, but how many of you were here last week for the message last week? Just raise your hands. Oh, look, Scott, you weren't here. It snowed. <laughs> you, know, you can't even trust people to tell the truth in church. All right. uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Let me tell you my burden in this message. Then. <clears throat> my burden is that we're becoming a biblically illiterate people. We're living in a post-Christian culture, so we don't know Scripture like we used to. But when I was a kid, all the familiar Bible stories I learned in school, and that was Catholic school, and it was, but I learned all, this, all the Bible stories. Uh, most of you can't remember learning Bible stories in school. It just isn't part of the whole thing now. You've got a thing called separation of church and state, and they're almost afraid to teach you anything like that uh, in school. And part of that is the fact that we've post-Christian, which means we're beyond Christian as far as our culture is concerned. Now, we're Bible believers. If you had to ask us, if you had to put a tag on us, I don't think I'd put Baptist. Baptist, We are Baptist people. But we are Bible-believing Christians. That's the simple one for the world. But the thing about believing the Bible is that we have to actually know it. There's no point in us having a vague reference to it in our heads. We have to actually know it. Jesus said this. He said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. You know what that means? That means that your bread is the word of God. That spiritually you will die apart from the word of God. Peter says that as newborn babes... Desire ye the sincere milk of the word. Uh, Zoe has a new baby. Uh, That baby's drinking all the milk that baby can get and hungry for it. Healthy baby. And it will stay healthy as long as it drinks milk. And you know, we can't survive apart from the word of God and apart from knowing it. And it's not enough for you to have, you know, your daily little portion in some devotional. That's great. You need to get in the word of God. You need to get in the word of God. That needs to get in you. You need to get to know it. Uh, It will do you so much good getting in the word of God. But apart from being in the word of God, uh, we're going to have uh, trouble in our lives. Um. Proverbs 3 and verse 20. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down with dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Speaking of the words, keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, when thou lie down and thy sleep, thy sleep shall be sweet. And do you know that, in verse 24, you will sleep well if you take heed to the word of God. Why? Because, you know what? You sleep with a clear conscience. And so often what keeps us awake at night is, awake at night is yeah, did we do the right thing there? But the word of God and heeding the word of God will, will help you sleep. Um, Verse 25, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. And we could go on with it there. But 
the thought all the way through Proverbs, you hit it uh, in spots all the way through Proverbs, is this, that the word of God is good for you and is helpful to you and you need it. Now, we're going to go rapidly through some scriptures tonight and we're going to finish this message tonight. But please take it to heart and please make a plan that you're going to get in the word of God. Uh, Listen to a preacher this week and he, he stuck me to the floor. He said he reads the Bible not once a year, once a month. Once a month, he reads the whole Bible. And yeah, that's exactly the face I had, Rory, when he, when he said it. Once a month. And he said it ta- it's about 30 pages a day to read the Bible once a month. Now, I'm not suggesting that you start trying to do that because you'll probably end up uh, <clears throat> giving up. But you know what? I think reading through the Bible in a year, at least once a year, is an essential for a believer. I think we need to be getting through it and getting it in us. We'll talk about that in a minute. Father, would you bless us now as we look to your word and help us, Lord, we pray. Because, Lord, we desperately need you even in this. Lord, we want you. We know what's best for you. But so often, Lord, we fail in the basic areas. We get occupied with other things, Lord, and we miss out on that which is best for us. Would you help us, Lord, tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so just to to recap... um, Taking heed to the word of God will cause you to live righteously. Jesus told the Pharisees that they did greatly err not knowing the word of God. And we went into it at length, so I won't go into it at length again. But what he said to them was, if you knew your scripture, you would understand that there is a resurrection. He was talking to the Sadducees, not the Pharisees. He said, you understand there was a resurrection. And so he, he made great pains to point out to them that their problem was they didn't know their scriptures. Do you know that you and I will err greatly if we don't know the scriptures? That we actually know what God says, it will protect us from error. Number two, we looked at <clears throat> taking heed to the scripture will protect you. It's a, it's a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise. I said, this is a difficult world to live in. It's getting more difficult as the years go by. And taking heed to the scripture will actually protect you by shining a light and pointing out to you the problems that are in the path. It will give you wisdom to negotiate life and do it well. And if you take heed to it, it's going to be a great help to you just in living your life. By the way, do you know that even unsafe people, if they follow the scripture they end up living better lives. You name to me one person that's living a good life, and you'll actually be able to look at, look at their lives and see that yeah, they're following a righteous life in certain areas, even though they don't know why. You know, my dad was not a saved man, but <clears throat> he lived a righteous life, and it showed in his life. It showed in the way things fell out in his life. It always helps. When you and I, as the children of God, live by the word of God, it works its way out in our lives. Uh, Number three, taking heed to the scripture will prosper you. We looked at that in Psalm 1 and in uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 7. Uh, In Psalm 1 it says, and everything that you touch, everything that he touches, prospers. And you know, if you want your life to prosper, if you want your life to be blessed, you need the word of God. You need to know it. You need to take heed to it. You need to live by it. All right, taking heed to scripture will make you wise. Now, look at Matthew chapter 7 with me. Matthew 7. Matthew 
Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now what's he talking about? Is he talking about building? Is he giving us a lesson in building here? Now he's talking about our lives, isn't he? How our lives are going to be lived. How do you want your life to be? Do you want your life to be a house that's built on sand? And when the troubles come, when the storms come, your life just collapses into the sand? Of course you don't. You want your life to be the life that's built on rock. That when storm and wind and problem come, it stands. Because it's built on a rock. The application is that you and I need to build our lives on the truth of the Word of God, on the sayings of Jesus, and what we're going to find is we're going to find that our life survives. Now, I know you because I know me. You're inclined to cut corners, aren't you? You're inclined to look at the Word of God and say, yeah, well, I know, but... And you're trying to do something your own way. Well, you know the Word of God says this. And what you're doing is, in every, t- every time you and I do that, we're, we're damaging the foundations of our lives. We want to build our lives on the Word of God. Look, you and I have got problems and difficulties coming that we have no idea about. I'm glad I don't have any idea about them. I don't, I don't want a crystal ball. I don't want any way of seeing them. I'm glad that they can come and they come. But, you know, I'm glad I can't see them come. But they're coming, for sure. And when the storm comes, if your life is built on the solid foundation of the rock of the Word of God, you can be sure you'll survive. You'll carry on through. But here's the thing about it is, the time for you to build your life is is not when the storm comes. Don't we somehow think that sometimes? Well, when trouble comes, I'll deal with it then. But no, the foundation is set by then. You need to build your life now on the foundation of the Word of God. The Spirit of God's a very good teacher. And if you let Him teach you line upon line and verse by verse and word by word in the Scripture, He will teach you things that are perfect for you right now. And all the time when you're responding and you're saying yes and you're doing it, what's happening in your life is your life is being built on the foundation of the rock of the Word of God. And when the storm comes, you'll watch the storm but you'll not be moved by it. You'll be safe. The Word of God will keep you safe in the storms of life. Taking heed to His Word will make you healthy. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 8. Look what it says. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not, unto thine own, uh, lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Do you know if you want to live a, live a, live a long life, 
you know, you could do a whole lot of things. You could start getting exercise. Many of you exercise because it's important to you because you want, you want healthy bodies and you, you, yeah, you want to live long and you want to be healthy uh, as you live long. That, that's, that's important that you, that you do that. But do you know that living by the word of God will actually keep you healthy? It will bless your life in every way. It will take and touch your life. When you're living God's way, you're going to deny yourself some things that the world says you can have. You're going to live his way. And you're going to find it leads to a healthy body and a healthy life. Living by the word of God will keep you healthy. <clears throat> Taking heed to the, word, to the word of God will bring you closer to him. Look at John chapter 14. Now, we looked at this last week, but since Scott wasn't here, everybody else was, but Scott wasn't here. Uh, we'll look at John chapter 14 again. <clears throat> John chapter 14 and <clears throat> verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Now, if we took the time to follow through the passage, <clears throat> do you know what's happening here? The Holy Spirit's going to indwell you, he's saying. The Father's going to come and make his dwelling with you, and the Son is going to come and make his dwelling with you. In fact, all the fullness of the Godhead is going to come. What's the condition? If you keep my commandments. If you actually, if you love him and keep his commandments. Now, keeping his commandments... In this passage, and it's actually true all the way through, uh, keeping his commandments is because you love him. It's the sign of the fact that you love him. You love him, and therefore you keep his commandments. You love him, and therefore you follow what he has for you to say. And it's not burdensome. You know, <clears throat> when it comes to us loving somebody, we'll do anything for them. It's not burdensome for us to take and to do what somebody wants us to do when we love them. And that's what really the heart of all of this is. It's not about you obeying a set of rules. It's about you having a relationship with someone and enjoying serving him. Enjoying doing his will. Enjoying actually taking on board the things that he tells you to do. Um, <clears throat> It's, it's, a, it's about that, that, that personal, intimate relationship that changes the picture for you completely. And if you will do that, he says, I will come and dwell with you. Somebody said it's like this, you know, <clears throat> uh, God loves you, so you love him a little. And because you want to love him a little, you, <clears throat> you, you, you want to obey him. And so you love him a little and you obey him a little and he manifests himself to you. He shows up in your life. And so you love him a little more and <clears throat> because he loves you and he manifests himself. So then uh, you obey him a little more and then he shows up again in your life. And this love relationship goes on where he continues to show up in your life. And that's what we want. We don't want to live this life all by ourselves. We want him. We need him. And when you love him and obey his commandments, he shows up in your life. Listen, you know what? The Word of God is good for us in every way. 
Let's live in that love relationship with him and obey him. And then look with me at John. At John chapter 5. Sorry, John chapter 4, verse 39. Jesus, again, he's speaking to the Pharisees, and he says to them, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Now, what's he saying to them? He's saying this. He's saying the scriptures, and by the way, he's talking about the Old Testament scriptures here, teach you about me. Do, Do you want to know him? Of course you do. You want to know him. You want to get to know him. You want to know him in a deeper way. It's John 4, 39. Sorry, 5, 39. Sorry. I have jet lag. I have an excuse tonight, all right? (laughs) Um, John 5, 39. um, You want to know him. You want to learn to walk with him. He says, search the scriptures. Do this when you read the scriptures. You're not reading a textbook. When I went to college, they gave us loads of textbooks to read, and some of them were as dry as bones. They were, they, were just, they were just burdensome to read. And you can easily treat the Bible like, oh, I've got to have my devotions. I've got to read my set passage for today. But do this. Before you start reading, say, Lord, show me something about you. Show me something of yourself. Show me something of who you are in the Scripture. And he will. It'll come alive for you. You, know, you, can, you can expect him to show up in your Bible reading. Because here's what's happening in your Bible reading. You're sitting down, and you're drawing near to him, and he makes you a promise on the other end of it. Draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. He, he will be there. So ask him to sh- reveal himself to you in the Scripture. And the more you see of him, do you know the more you love him? It's just the way it is. It's not a burden. He's, he's the only perfect human being, the only perfect human being that's ever walked the earth. But he's entire, you'll never find a flaw in him. You'll never look at, him, look at him and say, oh, didn't like that. He's perfect. And the more you get to know him, the more you love him. And the more you love him, the more you want to obey him. And the more you love him, and obey him, the more he shows up. And the more you love him and obey him, and the more he shows up, the more you love him and obey him, and the more he shows up. And you, you enter into a relationship that's not static, that doesn't just stay where it is. It keeps growing. You, you keep getting to know him. You know, <clears throat> faith is believing that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you know you can come to the place in your life where you're actually okay. You're not worried. You're not stressing about things because he's there. And he loves you. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And though you're not perfect, you set your heart on him and you're diligently seeking him and you come to the place where it's okay. I can live. In fact, once you've tasted that, it's hard to live without it. It's hard to live in a world as hard as the world we live in without knowing he's there. And he's got my back. I'm okay. It's going to be fine. Because he's got me. And 
the more you give yourself to getting to know him and to learning about him, the easier life becomes. So get to know him. Learn him. Learn of him in the scripture. Learn to know who he is. It will teach you about Jesus. And then the last point, and the last point's got several sub-points, and I don't think we're going home yet, okay? You take heed to the scripture by, first of all, hearing it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you know that we live in a blessed day? And I know the internet and Facebook and all the rest have a dreadfully bad side to them, but do you know there's a good side to all that stuff? You can listen to good preaching all day long if you have a mind for it. I was at the conference reading it. Three different people came up and they told me they listened to the podcast uh, from, from LifeGate. And I thought, wow. Here's people. And one guy told me this. He was working on a job and he said the, uh, the people he was working with were playing loud music and it was wrecking his head so he had a pair of earphones in and he was listening to preaching all the time. He's listening to the word of God. You should hear the word of God. It'll be a blessing to your soul. It's, it's food for your body. It's nourishment to you. Hear the word of God. Listen to good preaching. Now be careful what you listen to. Listen to good, solid preaching of the Bible. And listen discerningly. Don't just take it all in. You know, listen and ask yourself if it's true. The, the Bereans were more noble, Paul said, because they heard the word of God, and then they went home and checked it out. Is that true? Is what he said true? Now, I won't be offended in the least if you go home and take the word of God and, and check out that what I'm saying is true. It will actually help you. It puts you on a different footing. But hear the word of God. You know, be in church. Hear the word of God in church. <clears throat> Listen to the word of God on podcasts. Hear the word of God. Listen to it. Listen to people speaking about it and preaching about it and, and grow in it. I mean, you know, you, you don't complain about the fact that I have to eat three times a day. You don't try and stuff all the food in in the morning and get it done for the day. What you'll do is you'll enjoy food all through the day. Spiritually speaking, the word of God is your food. Spend time in it. Good for you to have something in the word of God in the morning and then maybe before you go asleep at night just to close your eyes on something from the scripture. Just read something small. Not a burden, not something you have to do. Not just taking on another chore in your life. But just staying in touch. Hearing from him. But hear the word of God. Secondly, Read the Word of God. Like for yourself, personally, nobody making you do it. Read the Word of God. And don't just read your favorite portions. Oftentimes what people do is they get stuck on a favorite portion of Scripture. Listen, I have favorite portions of Scripture, and I'll go to them regularly and read them. But you know what? That, that doesn't give you the, the, you know, the full counsel of the Word of God. In order for you to have the full counsel of the Word of God, you've got to take and go through all of it. And you've got to go through all of it regularly. And because it's a living word, you never come to the place in it where it gets, you know, well, I've read all that. You know, there's, there's always something new, and the Spirit of God is always revealing something new to you in it. So read the Word of God. I would plan on having a time every day. Best time, I think, is the morning time, but it doesn't say that in the Bible. But I think the best time for you to read the Bible is in the morning time. Get up in the morning time and start your day with the Word of God. Right? You may not find that the best way for you. You may find a different time best. But have a time when you take and you read the Word of God and let it in. And, and here's the thing. If you don't plan for it, it doesn't happen. Isn't that true of everything in life? 
If you don't actually plan to do it, if you're going to do it, you know what it'll be this day, next week, and you won't have gotten around to it. Have a time when you plan on reading the Word of God. Read through the whole Word of God. Not tomorrow, all right? But do read through the whole Word of God. And I'd be careful of taking and just starting in Genesis and reading all the way through from cover to cover, because it's actually several books. I would get yourself a plan going where you're reading some of the Old Testament and some of the New Testament every day. You know, there's so many plans on the internet for you to actually read through the Bible. If you download a program like eSword, um, you'll be able to t- t- take different plans and read through different portions of Scripture and just go through it all the time. And it never gets like you're stuck in something for ages. You're actually reading different portions all the time. But read through the Word of God. There's a book called The One-Year Bible. <clears throat> and um, it's a Bible. It's, just, it, it, it's the size of a Bible, but it's got all the Bible in it broken into different portions for you to read. But read the Word of God. Get the whole counsel of God flowing in your system. Uh, Read the word of God from from cover to cover. Um, And don't just have favorite portions. Every book in the Bible is written for our help. Every book. Have a plan where you're reading through it from cover to cover. Uh, Study it. Now, what do I mean when I say study it? I mean... There's going to, you're going to come across some things in the Scripture and you're going to say, what? Study it out. Get another book. Find out what somebody else said about it. You can download for free a program called eSword. It's E-Sword on a computer. You can actually get it for your phone or, or, or an iPad. I'm, I'm sure there's one for Android as well. And you can take that program and it will, for free at least on a, on a computer, it will give you a breakdown of all the words in the Bible. You, can just, you just click on the, uh, the number beside it and it'll tell you what the word means. It'll give you a definition of the word. And it'll give you free commentaries that other people think it says. Be careful of commentaries because commentaries are just what somebody else thinks. Like the word of God is the word of God. And then you have a commentary that tells you what somebody else thinks it means. So be careful of the commentaries. You, you can read them, and if you find them helpful, that's great. But, 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 but don't go solely on the commentaries. But you can study out a passage. You can, you can come to a deeper understanding of it. You can, <coughs> you can cross-reference a passage. You can look at uh, other passages of Scripture that, that, that talk about the same subject, and you can come to a good understanding of it. Now remember, if it's food for your soul, if it's bread for your life, then it's something that you need to get your head around and come to understand. And it's worth you spending time studying it. remember being in Armenia. I think I told you about this before. It was, but it was Armenia, and there was a group from the north of Ireland in it. And um, <clears throat> they, they, they were from a Bible church in Northern Ireland, and there was a group of teens in it. And I was astounded, because each one of these group of teens could stand up and could actually speak from the Word of God. Now, they weren't in any training program. They weren't doing anything special as far as training for ministry or anything is concerned. So I, so I questioned it. They just emphasized the Bible in their homes so that these kids had grown up on the Word of God and they actually knew it. They had internalized it. It was real to them. And you could tell when they were speaking that it was real to them. Now, look, you may not have grown up like that. I certainly didn't. But, you know, you can take the Word of God and you can become very familiar with the Word of God. Sometimes you think, well, you'd have to have a Bible ed- college education to, be, uh, to really know the Word of God. No, you wouldn't. 
God's great saints haven't all had uh, the benefit of education. Uh, C.H. Spurgeon, the, the, the greatest Baptist preacher ever, never went to school. He just took and studied for himself and learned. Now, you may not be a C.H. Spurgeon, but you could come to know the Word of God. You could come to be very familiar with it. Say you're 30 years old, right? And say you just read through the Bible once a year. And you could do more than that. But say you read through the Bible once a a year. And you live to be 90 years old. That means you'd have read through the Scripture 60 times. Do you think you'd be pretty familiar with it by the time you'd read through it 60 times? You would, wouldn't you? We'll say on top of you reading through it, you had taken, and there were some passages that kind of grabbed your interest, and you had studied, you had taken time, and a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and you had sat down, and you had studied through some passages to find out what they mean, and cross-referenced them, and saw what other passages say uh, about them. <coughs> Do you think you might come to the place where you know the Scripture pretty well? Where you know it at least as well as somebody coming out of Bible college? I think you could. I know you could. Do you think that if you were to do that, you might kind of fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ and want to know him better? Because I tell you, you're not going to find anything faulty about him, no flaw in him. The more you know about him, the more you're going to want him. Do you think you, you might not just become a very strong Christian just on the basis of you reading and studying the word of God? I think you could. I I think that's the plan. Look, I'm glad you come to church. I'm glad you're here on a Sunday evening in church. That shows you 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 want the word of God. But, you you know, there's more. Not more that you have to do, but more that you can have of him. See, when God created us and put us on this planet... He made it so that we needed him. And he wants relationship with us too. So what he did was, he made it so that there are problems in the world that keep drawing us back to him. And the more I get to know him, and the more I learn to walk with him, the sweeter life gets. That's the plan. And you can't know him apart from the word of God. And you can't take it all secondhand. You've got to come to the place where you're a student of the Word of God yourself. And as you do, as you set your heart on that, as you begin to read and to study, you get to know Him better. Now, some of you are going to say to me, well, Pastor, I'm not a great reader. Do you know that if you'll read the Word of God, you'll get to be a good reader? actually help you. David Mulvane, Pastor Mulvane, um, some of you know him, he's back in America now, but he got saved and he had a dreadful life. He was a biker, he was into drugs and everything else, and he couldn't read. And he learned to read, reading the Bible. You can can actually become a good reader, reading the Bible. You see, here's the thing, Any, any other old book that you read, you're on your own, so to speak. But when you take up the Word of God, the writer sits down with you And he says, I'll help you. I'll help you understand this. I'll help you get to know who I am. I'll help you with this. But the writer helps you. He begins to teach you uh, through the word of God. So 
hear the word of God, read the word of God, study the word of God, memorize the word of God. Something special happens when you begin to commit the word of God to memory. I remember as a, as a new believer, uh, <clears throat> driving around making deliveries in my van and having, a, <clears throat> it was actually a tract. And there were verses in the tract I was memorizing, and I would look at the verses and learn them. And the more I looked at them and memorized them, the, the deeper they got for me. The meaning got deeper. If you memorize the word of God, it sinks in in a deeper way. It goes in and it actually affects you. <clears throat> we'll say you've got a problem in a particular area. Memorize what the Word of God says about that. Memorize what God is saying to you about that area. And, and take a few verses. You'll be amazed at what it will do. Because the Word of God changes our thinking. That, that's what happens. When the Word of God comes in, it, it, it shoves out the old junk. We're, we're transformed by the renewing of the mind, by the word of God. And as you let the word of God in, it pushes out the old junk and pushes in truth to help you with it. <clears throat> so memorize it. Got a problem in a particular area? Listen, go to the Bible. Find some verses on that area. Write them on a card. Print them out. Put them on your phone, whatever you're going to do. But take the time to memorize those verses, and I guarantee you, you'll be surprised at what happens as you let the Word of God in. But memorize the Word of God. And then <clears throat> finally, meditate upon the Word of God. Now, what is to meditate on it? To, to meditate on the Word of God is to think over it. Good thing for you to do before you go to sleep at night. Think over something that you read in the Word of God today. Maybe, maybe something you heard in a message, maybe something uh, somebody else said. Uh, but, but think over something that the Word of God says and just let it in and, and, and think it through. And the more you think it through, the, the, the more it expands and the richer it gets. And the more it teaches you and the more it helps you. But <clears throat> spend time in the Word of God each day. Like... <clears throat> Some of you go to the gym. I think it's good to go to the gym. Much, much average time would you spend in the gym in a week? Would you, how many of you would spend seven hours in the gym in a week? All right, so you would spend seven hours in the gym in a week. Now, that's, that's great. That, that will give you, make you strong, make you healthy. But you know what? <clears throat> no matter how hard you work in the gym, your body's going to get old, and it's going to fade, and it's going to be gone. I won't ask you how many of you watch TV for seven hours in the week because we won't. <clears throat> let, let's not do that, all right? Um, but you know, we find things, we find time for the things that are important to us, don't we? If it's important, we'll find time to do it. Some of you like cooking, you know, <clears throat> all kinds of things that we find time to do in a week. And <clears throat> the, 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 the biggest excuse for not spending time in the Word of God for most of us is I don't have the time. You do have the time. You just need to reprioritize the time. You need to put the time into the Word of God. You need to spend time with God. Not because it's a duty and a chore. Not because God's going to smack you if you don't. No, it's not like that. It's because you get to. You get to know this God. You get to come to know Him, to understand Him, to walk with Him, to learn of Him. And he blesses your life as you do. And it works. And 
He loves you, so you love him back a little, and you obey him a little. So he shows up in your life. So you love him a little more, and you obey him a little more, and he shows up some more in your life. And that's what happens. We enter into this relationship that's growing and moving ahead. But you've got to spend time in the book. You've got to make that a priority. You've got to look at your life and say, okay, how can I make time to spend in this book? My suggestion is that you get up in the morning and you spend time in the Word of God. You say, well, I'm in such a rush going out to work in the morning that I haven't got time to spend time in the Word of God. Do you know why that is? I'm going to give you rocket science here. Took scientists in NASA years to work this out. It's because you went to bed too late. That's why you get up too late, because you went to bed too late. You go to bed at the right time, you get up in the morning, and you can spend time in the Word of God. Again, it's just a matter of priorities. But we need it. He wants relationship with you. He wants you to grow in that relationship. He wants to bless you, but it comes through the Word of God. So look, stop feeling guilty about it. Feeling guilty about it doesn't help you. Do it. Do it. Set it in your heart to start tomorrow morning that you're going to spend time in it and make it the habit of your life. And if you miss a day, God's not going to get all bent out of shape with you. But make it the habit of your life that you're going to spend time with God every day before you face your world and make it that that's your heart and that's your habit of life and not just for now. Make it your plan until you see him. Until you see the word himself, you're going to spend time in the word every day. All right, let's stand. We're going to sing about the word now. Psalm 19. Sweeter also than honey and the honey.